This is the Hand Down Man Down Show on NBN Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is the Hand Down Man Down Show. It's your boy, Danny. We, we back at it again, and this time we got, <laughs> we got a lot to get going because, as y'all know, the season starts up on the 16th. You know, everybody's getting geared up. A lot of teams are getting getting excited. They're getting all their rosters together, finishing up the preseason because come October 16th, games are live, and they will begin to count. But before we even get into all that, Tim, what's been going on with you, bro? Man, chilling, bro. Same old thing, man. Waiting for the season to kick off. I'm hip. I'm hip, and you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff going on right now. You know, Jimmy Butler situation, and you know, teams losing players due to injury. But the main, the main thing we can get started with is because if you if you haven't heard, this is our this is our preview show. This is to get you all ready and what's what's going to take that what we think is going to take it down on this upcoming NBA season. And just to start things out, we all know the talk of the town. The Warriors are the defending champions. You know, back to back, Kevin Durant another Finals MVP, Steph Curry another good season, another good playoff run, but. They they added some some bulk into that lineup when they picked up Demarcus Cousins, and everybody's sitting wondering, you know, can can the Warriors be stopped? So, I mean, in your mind, what do you, what do you, what do you think about the Warriors? Do you think they can be beat this year? Um, it's hard to say. Yeah, um, it, anybody can be beat to me, but it's going to be very hard to beat the Warriors. And like you said, added um Luby Cutters, like it added a whole other dimension to the team. Um the closest threat I have to him is the um from last year's um which what we said from last year with the Rockets. I think if Chris Paul didn't go out, they would have um made a chance to beat them last year, but that was without cover. This year, I think it'll be the Celtic would be the, the threat to me. Like with the eye test right now, even with the season stuff, just with what they have the channel. With Kyrie and um, Gordon Hayward coming back, so that'll be my only two teams that I think with the actions right now that's uh, really legit threat. I mean, any team LeBron is on, you know, has a fighting chance, but the legit threat to me is awesome. What about you? Yeah, I'm I'm hit with that. I think I'm one with you. I think I mean clearly, you know, when you think about the Western Conference, of course, you think. Houston will probably have the best chance of beating the Rockets this year. Um, depending on, you know, depending on the play of like James Harden and and Chris Paul and what is Melo going to be like coming to this team now that, you know, they went and added up, you know, put him in free agency because, you know, that talks about him. He might, he, he might be coming off the bench. He might be starting. We, who, who knows when it comes to Melo in this situation, but I'm looking you know, I look back on what the Warriors did last season, and I got to tell you, if if they can if they can repeat the same success they had last year on the court in terms of their defensive ability, the way they were scoring the bas- basketball efficiently, efficiently, and at the same time, what's going to happen when Demarcus Cousins comes back from injury? 
Is he, you know, what's what's going to happen with him? How is he going to fit into this rotation? And if he can come back healthy and he can come back, you know, the the beast player that we know he is, I don't think the Warriors can be beat. Now, yes, they'll lose some games, and that that's fair to say. But when it comes down to like a seven-game series, when you're dealing with five all literally, literally five perennial all-stars on your roster it's it's hard to say who who really can beat that team because when you look back at it last year they they barely help they help opponents under 45 percent shooting from the floor they were one of the top defensive teams per 100 possessions last year and then when you look at them on the offensive end they shot 50 percent from the floor almost 40 percent from three both were tops in the league i I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm with you, though. I think the Celtics have the best chance to to beating them um, this year in the NBA Finals. And if you're talking about just in the Western Conference, I think Houston would have a better shot. Just mm-hmm. just, just depending on how, like, Melo plays and fits into that system and that rotation now. Because even with Houston, they lost, they lost two guys who on the defensive end were – where everything where every player was able to switch on defense, you know, Trevor Ariza and Luke and Bob Mute. So right. I mean, even though the Warriors have that, what do you think about the Rockets now? Now that you look back at it, now that they didn't lost those two key guys on defense. Yeah, I think the Rockets will be vulnerable on defense. Uh, even with them even with those two at moments and um moments last season, they were vulnerable on defense anyway. So I think the concept that they had for Grizzly and Grizzly and Grizzly was bringing in another score. Like, I think that was more of the issue. I mean, where you would love to stop when they failed on defense, but the Rockets and Dan Tony, when Chuck Dan Tony was done that, they haven't really been on themselves on defense, but they can play defense when needed. Melo, I think, can play defense when, when like I said, when needed. So, like, in key moments, I think he'll be able to He'd be able enough to at least check the person that's um, checking him. But far as being better, I don't think with the access right now, with the season not on the starters yet, I don't think they'll be better, a better team on defense. But offensively, I think Melo can bring more to the game than what the reason about Moose is bringing. I can definitely see that. I definitely agree. I mean, agree with that notion, but we'll definitely see how the Rockets will be. But I also brought, I mean, I also brought up, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, with DeMarcus Cousins coming to the Warriors now, I think that just, that just makes it awfully, awfully tough for them to lose next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, before, remember, before he went out with his, I think it was, yeah, he tore his Achilles, you know, mm-hmm. before the All-Star break, he was averaging you know, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and five assists a game. And that's from the center position playing in New Orleans. So, I mean, I think he'll be a bigger factor this year than than to say he was in the past, only because he gives Golden State something that they've never had during this, this, this mini dynasty run that they're having. You know, we've always known Golden State, for being a three-point shooting team, it's just now you have an added dimension. You have a big guy who who can shoot the three, who can get you a bucket anytime in the paint. Is a willing passer. Is a willing you know is a willing uh, defender on the post. 
he brings another dimension to that to that team. So what do you think about DeMarcus? How do you feel about DeMarcus Cousins' impact on the Warriors this year if he comes back healthy? Yeah, I would say if he, um, if he comes back healthy and when he does come back, that would be a key, um, uh, key point. And that um, also when he does, when will he come back? But um, of course, um, Luke is going to be a great addition to the um, Warriors because I know Steve Kerr um, will find a way to get him involved, to keep him involved, to keep him engaged. So, and I think just him knowing that he's playing, but you know, the kind of chance it'll just add a different, you know, different, different giddy up, a different boost to his game. And I'm thinking once he get back, we'll probably see. It'll be hard, but we'll probably see a boogie we've never seen before. Because he's now surrounded by the most talent he's had since he's been in the league. And in addition, he hasn't been to the playoffs, I don't think, since he's been in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Granted, you know, they'll make the playoffs. So he, this will be his first playoff um, series when he does come back. I, I'm, I'm expecting to be facing the league. So I think they'll be, be number one in the rest of the game, and they'll just, yeah, it's just a whole nother added dimension. Like you said, it's just something we've never seen before with the Warriors. They've never had a step out all-star, like a, a complete center that can do a, a little bit of everything. So I think it'll be fun to see once he goes back how they will put him into the offense and how well he can do it once he returns. Yeah, no question. Because, I mean, that's just that's just how it is. And you're right. He's never really had, like, playoff experience only because of the teams he's played for and then he would have had some playoff experience last year if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. the Achilles injury so who knows what he would have been like in the playoffs last year but just for the fact that we know the type of player he is and what he brings to the table for whatever team he plays for it's going to be interesting to see you know how he how he plays and how he interacts with the Warriors in the rotation because now you have two two pretty strong personalities. You got him and Draymond Green on the same on the same team now. So we'll we'll definitely be definitely be keeping an eye on the wars. If not, if not for basketball purposes, definitely for entertainment purposes because yeah, and, and also like you know, you know, like when the playoffs start, like every every player always ups their game. So it's like and it'll be like it's going to be double because he hasn't been before, and he knows that you have to bring you know your A plus plus game playoff like no matter what round it is, first, last, second, like whatever round it is, you have to bring it back. So yeah, like you said, I'm just uh, for basketball purposes and entertainment entertainment purposes. Yeah, I can't wait to see both of those guys together and the Warriors. Let's see what they're gonna do. No question, no question. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Warriors, and we already know what to expect from them. We know what we're gonna see from them once we step on the court. But in the meantime, you gotta you gotta think about it. Last year, Victor Oladipo was the breakout player. He was the one we were all talking about this this past season. Um, you know, he had he had a he had a hell of a season coming out of that trade from from Oklahoma City. You know, he was averaging like 23 points, about five rebounds, four assists. And almost three steals a game, and you know, it led to him getting most improved. And Indiana also improved because they were the fifteenth, they were the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. So, with that in mind, who do you think will be this year's Victor Oladipo? Who do you think of the of the veterans? We'll get into the rookies in a minute, but as in terms of like veteran play, who do you think will be this year's Victor Oladipo? Um, I think he's 
When you say vent, does it like have to be like three years plus, or does it have to be a just matter of Just, just in just in Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Donovan Mitchell. Um, the reason why I say Donovan Mitchell is because I just think that he is ready to take that, you know, that next turn to start him. Like he's average, uh, he averaged twenty, um, twenty and a half points um, in his rookie campaign, three point seven assists. Um, I think that now he will, he will understand the game a little more. Like, I mean, not not to say last year he didn't, but it's like with that extra year of experience, he will know like. What to do more on a pick and roll? What to do if the defense is on them a little more than what they'll be on them one night? You know, like just his IQ will excel more than what it did his rookie year. And with the team that he has, he knows in the back of his mind that he has to be that aggression, that score, that that dog for Utah for that offense to keep going. And with the improvement of Joe Ingles and him from the three, um, Rudy Gobert returning, I think. Uh, he knows, like I said, that in order for the Jazz to take the next step, he has to take that next step. So I would say Donovan Mitchell. I can definitely see Donovan Mitchell being that that breakout guy for Utah. Because, like you said, he had a he had a great rookie season last year. Now, just imagine now he has a full year under his belt with yeah. his talent. I I definitely agree with that. Um, in my mind, I see I see Brandon Ingram being this breakout guy this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because when you when you think about it now, yes, he's playing with the Lakers. So, yes, that means he's playing with LeBron. But you also got to look at it from this from this standpoint. He had, yeah, he had a he had a very good he had a very good second year in the league. I mean, he averaged 16 points, five rebounds and just just it's, we're going to round it up. He's, he averaged four assists a game. Right. So. Yeah. You also got to look at it from this way. He also shot 47% from the floor and 39% from the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was already making those strides to being a better basketball player. He was all his jump shot hasn't had improved. He he was visibly stronger than what than what he was from from you know his first season. So to see him now with LeBron. You know, guys like LeBron, Rajon Rondo, and like Lance Stevenson being more the veteran leadership that that young group actually needed. I can only imagine where Brandon Ingram is going to go from here because if he's already averaging 16 points, you know, this could possibly this could possibly give him another, I'd say about another two to three points on his game, but it also means he's going to average a way more assists and have a chance to get way more rebounds. But just his overall impact on the Lakers will be seen just because of the growth he'll had, have under that leadership with LeBron. Like I said, like I mentioned before, with LeBron, Rajon Rondo, and Lance Stevenson on the team. So for me, I think it's going to be Brandon Ingram who's going to be that breakout, that breakout player next season. But... That was, I mean, those were pretty much two guys who, you know, pretty much young. You know, we also got to think about it. That rookie class is also here now. And mm-hmm. for me, this is more of a this is more of a post player thing for me, but I think it's gonna be DeAndre Aiden. Um, we'll get into who we think will be rookie of the year because that us that's that's for we'll get to that later on in the episode. But for me, DeAndre Aiden will be that breakout guy. 
And then I'll even add a bonus one in there, Kevin Knox. But just to start with Aiden, Aiden so far in the preseason has looked like a beast. I mean, he's averaged about, and this is only in five games, he's averaged 18 points, nine rebounds, and two two blocks in five games during the postseason. Phoenix looks awfully formidable now that they have a a young, very talented inside presence. Um, I think when at first they didn't have that because at first they were always working with like Tyson Chandler, who was who was getting up there in age, and Alex Lynn wasn't performing up wasn't performing up to the draft the draft pick that he was at. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see what DeAndre Ayton is gonna do for for the Suns this year. And even with Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox is going to be relied upon heavily. Now that we know Kristaps, we don't know when Kristaps Porzingis is coming back. And you know, what I'm saying he was also looking like a very good, all uh, well-rounded player during the preseason as well. I mean, he averaged about ten points and seven rebounds this preseason. So Kevin Knox, excuse me, to me is looking like, you know, he's gonna he could he could grow into possibly a, a viable second option. In New York, um, what what other rookies do, are you looking forward to seeing this season? Um, I'm looking looking forward to seeing Jaron Jackson. Um, I want to see how his game in Michigan State translates to the um, NBA. Um, I think Jackson showed a lot of people in the um, summer league and draft home as he can walk down the three um, at the NBA um, at the NBA level. I think um, just depending on how much um, time he gets or how he is defensively will um, dictate how much time he has on the court or how valuable he will be on the court. But him and Dante um, David Chandler, those are the two I'm really looking forward to um, seeing because I think Milwaukee, they, they lack a lot. They lack scoring off their bench with the second year. And I think he'll be if he turns out to be what he should be coming from Villanova, he will help with their score off the bench. And he'll be um, a nice guy in their second unit. So those are the two that um, I'm looking forward to seeing. I can definitely see that. But but see, that's the thing about it. This rookie class is very, very talented. I mean, we didn't even get into – I mean, we only mentioned four four guys who, you know, just, just who we ourselves are looking forward to. But, I mean, we're all – we're me and you both are looking forward to how these rookies are going to play. I mean, we've seen Trey Young uh, show some flashes during this po- during this preseason. Luka Doncic looked pretty good this preseason. Like you mentioned, Jaron Jackson, uh, Mo Bamba, he he's going to be looking to to see some big time improvement from his play during the preseason. You know, this rookie class is going to be some some to handle once the once the league starts next on the sixteenth. But even with that, I mean. It's just that's just that's just how good this young group is. Like we only mentioned four, and there's so many different guys who we're looking forward to. Because even when we were talking about breakout players, I was I was actually gonna I was actually gonna talk about Dejounte Murray, but once we saw he went down with his ACL injury, you know, Brandon Ingram was was really the next obvious choice. Um, even before Brandon, even before Murray got hurt, he was. He was already showing flash. He was going to be a, a defensive nightmare for 
for opposing teams because of because of his length, because of his size, and he's already shown he was going to be an all defensive player. So those those guys will be looking to to really have a breakout year for the teams, you know. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they go, how they how things go about for those guys. But even when I mentioned Brandon Ingram. You can't you can't forget the fact that the Lakers signed LeBron James this offseason. He's committed to them for four years. You know, who would with everything that he's done in the NBA, LeBron is is clearly the best player in the league right now. What do you think and how do you what do you think about LeBron joining the Lakers first things first? And how do you see the Lakers faring this year with LeBron in the lineup and everything else that's happened with them this offseason? Um, the move to the Lakers um, for LeBron was cool. It was cool to me. I felt like it was, I guess it, it, it was cool to me because it was what he wanted to do. Um, I think it was more um, of him what he wanted to do also outside of basketball, like um, far as the movies, far as entertainment um, side of things. Um, but the move to um the move to LA to me is gonna pan out for LeBron pretty well because he was going over with um one of the youngest teams that he's had, I think, since he's been in the NBA. Um he can help um a lot of their young players just as much as their young players can help him. I think LeBron knows um at this point in his career, it's like it's better for him to play with younger players also. It'll help it'll help him far as not being able not having to do as much as the as much as the energy wise on the um on the court far as having Lonzo, like Steve was saying, um a lot of the younger guys, Rondo, like it's not more also a blend of young players and leadership or people not even leadership, just people that's more experienced than the other guys. So I don't really see them being that threat that they would have been, that he would have been in the East, but I do see them making a playoff run, having a strong run. Maybe not to the maybe not to the Western Conference Finals this year, but if they do get there, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think they're going to do very well in this year and better as the years to come. Yeah, that's that's going to be the key because, like you you mentioned it. And you know, I touched on it. You touched on it briefly. The veteran leadership that they have now with the Lakers, especially with LeBron at the helm, is going to be a big time factor for those young guys. You know, with you know, it takes it takes it takes a lot of pressure with LeBron not being on the ball as much this season. You know, he can roam around. He can be an off the ball type of player now. Now, granted, now granted, come the fourth quarter. Y'all know the drill. Shut up. Give the ball to LeBron and get out the way. Yeah, right. But everything leading before that, it this this squad takes a lot of pressure and a lot of heat off of him because you mentioned it before. You have you pretty much have three guys. Well, four four guys who can handle the rock at any point in time. You got Brandon Ingram can run the point. Lonzo Ball can run the point. Rajon Rondo, he's a natural point. And Lance Stevens can even bring the ball up the floor. So that means it's not a lot on – it doesn't have to be a lot on LeBron to do everything. You know, and to be honest, I was I was watching something a couple of days ago. It was on 
I saw a clip where they were talking about LeBron at one point was when, when he was playing with Miami, whenever went whenever they went to like their small ball lineup, they had LeBron playing the center. He's playing the five. And that caused a lot of pressure on opposing centers in the East. Can you imagine centers in the West trying to keep up with LeBron if they go small ball and LeBron plays the five? Yeah, that, that's, scary. Yeah, that's, scary. that's a scary, scary thought. That I think is, that, I, think that, I think the teams in the West, if they would see that they could do that, I think the first thing that they would do is try to go small because they know that it, it, it wouldn't do, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't work out in their favor to keep them big or to even try it. So I think that'll force a lot of teams in the West to play small ball with the Lakers. And, um, I think they also, if I'm not mistaken, when I, I think I read that they tried a small ball lineup, but I don't think LeBron was the one at the um, at the five. I, I think it was Cruz. I think Cruz was at the five. I think it was with their second unit. Though. So, yeah, they will probably play small ball this year. Yeah, so to piggyback on um, what you said, yeah, that'd be a scary sight. Yeah, no question, man. Like, that's, that's going to be a, that's, that's going to be crazy. And, you know, with everything with the with Le- LeBron brings to the table with his with this team and his leadership, the person who I think will have the most impact from LeBron being on his team, along with along with uh, Rajon Rondo, and his leadership is Lonzo, because Lonzo was already a good player. He he averaged ten seven and seven last year as a rookie. That is. That's unheard of, especially as a rookie point guard. He averaged 10 points, seven rebounds, and seven assists a game in his first year. You know, very few, very few point guards in their first year put up those type of numbers. Uh, I think Jason Kidd was one of the I think Jason Kidd was the last rookie who we saw put up those type of numbers at the point guard spot, if anything. So he's he's gonna he's gonna benefit a lot from this from this new uh leader this new veteran leadership you know it it helps him he can he can be more of an he can be more of an off the ball type of player he can also yeah. bring the ball up um he's gonna he's gonna benefit the most from lebron being on this team because if you've seen him he looks visibly stronger he looks like he's put on some muscle you know, because now that now that gives him a lot of opportunity to attack the basket. Because even if you saw a couple clips from him last season when he would drive to the basket, it it almost looked like he was shying away from the contact. If you ask me, yeah, right. That was very visible. Yeah. You know, that was that was very different to see him do that because when, when he was in college, he was attacking the basket hard. I mean, he was going to the basket strong. And then he gets to the league, and it looks like on his all of his layups, his floaters, all of those attempts, he was he was he was definitely shying away from the basket, from the contact at least. Um, but when he got when he got his chance to when he got his chance, I also seen um, a couple flashes last year. When he got his chance to take off early and get everyone to um, throw it down. He took those chances because he knew if he went that closer enough to throw the ball or to get the ball that. He will catch the contact like we're speaking of. So, yeah, I think he was he was very aware of it too. That's why I think that we now see that he's a little bit stronger to take those hits this year. 
Yeah, no question. And that's that's gonna be that's gonna be real big for for him next season because of because of who who's on that team now. Because I think I mean we've mentioned so much about LeBron, we've mentioned so much about Lonzo Ball, we've talked about the leadership of Rajon Rondo. Um, Kuzma should definitely see a big impact from this uh this group of leadership that's coming into that's coming into the Lakers this season. You know, he was already having a very good rookie campaign. I think he's going to have a very solid uh, second year in the in the NBA. Now that he's now that he has LeBron, who is when you look at them both, they're kind of built the same way in certain in, in terms of height, not not in the sense of weight. You know, we all know LeBron is LeBron is a was a dude who we who I think was built in a laboratory at some point in time. His he he does not count in turn and when it in terms of physical aspect or the physical dynamics of the body. <laughs> but yeah. but he will definitely help Kyle Kuzma come along just fine in the in the NBA this season. You know, so that's that's what we think is on it. I think I'm with you. I don't think the Lakers are gonna go to the Western Conference Finals like a lot of people say they will this season. I think they need another year where this uh, free agency period next year, they'll be able to add another star or maybe possibly two to that team. So I'm not I'm not selling them on Western Conference Finals. I I I have them going to the second round of at, at least the second round of the playoffs. Um, if they get to the if they get to the Western Conference Finals, great. They overachieved by by what I thought they was going to do. But it wouldn't shock me none if they did make to the Western Conference Finals. But I think they're going to be a second round playoff team this year. I don't think they're going to get past that point. They'll they'll improve heavily in their wins. I think they'll be like around the forty seven to forty nine win totals. So we'll definitely be looking out for the Lakers this year. But even with LeBron going to the West, that fills a void in the Eastern Conference. Um, LeBron was was king of the East for the past eight seasons. You know, his whether it was in Miami or whether it was in Cleveland, they were always going to the NBA Finals representing the Eastern Conference. And it was always a tough look trying to beat a LeBron led team in the East. There was so much, there's so many different talented teams in the Eastern conference. There's so many different talented players in the Eastern conference. Um, what are you expecting to see in the East this season? Man, it's, it's just so, it's, it's so weird to make a prediction. Like, you know what I'm saying? Without LeBron being in the East, cause that's like, the go to, you know, the go to prediction, like <laughs> since he's been in the league, like whatever LeBron's gonna do, that's mainly like the whole the whole circle of the of the NBA in the East. But um now I'm just really looking forward to who what team in that East is gonna make that next step. You know, me being the Willis I I love to see what the Willis will do with this opportunity of knowing that everybody knows the East is wide open now with LeBron leaving out. Um I also want to see um, what Giannis um, is going to do. Will he put the crown on as the best player in the East? Or will Kyrie? I think it's it's really a toss-up between them two. If um, Chris Stapps was starting the season healthy, I would demand him also as well. But um, 
and maybe wrong depending on you know what all we get um from beginning to end but um right now off the top of the head i would say i'm just looking forward to saying what Giannis would do but um what Kyrie would do and also the 76ers i also what they were um out of those three teams but team would really take that next step into locking up the number one spot in the east i can definitely see that happening um because I definitely agree with that. Because um, the Eastern Conference, again, like you said, it's hard making a prediction. Be- like you said, because LeBron is not in that conference anymore, because he's on the West side now, it's 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 pretty much open season for who can be the best player in the East or who's going to be the team coming out of the East. You know, you got Boston coming in strong with Kyrie coming back, Gordon Hayward coming back. You know the 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 rising of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for for Boston, and then you know uh, Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Boston is going to be in a formidable uh, out in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to be the favorite. They're going to be the best team in the East. Um, don't sleep on Toronto because Toronto still has the same. They still have the same team almost. It's just with the, with yeah. the with Raptors, it's because of Kawhi. You still get you still you can still get the same scoring that you can get when you had Demar Derozan. The only difference is now is you have an elite defender playing for the Raptors now. So who knows what's going to happen with them? Um, we know about Philly. We know what's going to happen with you know Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. They were able to keep some of their main guys back. What is Markel Fultz going to be like? You touched on the Wizards already. What is John Wall going to do? How will he and Bradley Beal fare in the backcourt? What is Dwight Howard going to do? What are their, you know, uh, offseason acquisitions going to be like? You know, it's going to be – it's going to be a lot coming in for the Eastern Conference this season around. Um, In terms of who I think the best player in the East is going to be, I got like three choices. You already mentioned it with Kyrie. You know, before he went out, he was averaging about 24 points and five assists. Um, he's he's going to be beneficial, especially when healthy, coming back for Boston. Um, Joel Embiid, who to me is already making the case to be the best big in the league, only because um, of who his ability is. I still think Anthony Davis is still clearly the best big man in the league, but Joel Embiid is coming. And I think he'll be, I think he'll be the best player coming out of. He might be one of the best players coming out of the Eastern Conference this year. And even with that, we didn't even mention Giannis. You know, how could we not mention the Greek Freak and what he does from Milwaukee? You know, he's one of those. He's one of those guys outside of LeBron who could lead his entire team in every statistical category during the regular season. I mean, he already. He was already averaging, what is it, 26 points, 10 rebounds, four, about five, almost five assists, and almost two steals and almost two blocks a game. You know, we're already sitting here talking about he's a he's a top ten, top three player in the league, you know. So to me, Giannis will have a lot to say when it comes to um, this situation in terms of who's going to be the best player in the Eastern Conference, you know, it's 
it's crazy to me how the Eastern Conference is now, knowing that LeBron is gone. And when you look at teams like a Boston, a Philly, a Milwaukee, a Toronto, and a Washington, you know, it's it's going to be different trying to figure out who this, who the guy really is. And even with that, we didn't even mention Vic, we didn't even mention uh, Oladipo. So it's going to be it's going to be different trying to figure that out. Um, I don't know. It's 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 just with the Eastern Conference. It's so much. It's so many different storylines to get into it. Like who else? Who else are you looking forward to in the Eastern Conference this year? question and then that's the thing about it we didn't even mention like cleveland and and cleveland won the eastern conference last year so that just says a lot about how open the eastern conference is this year um you know i'm with you i think ben will be we'll definitely see what this summer did for ben simmons did he add a jump shot to his uh to his arsenal you know who knows what's going to happen but that's something to definitely look into you know, once the season gets started. But even with all that, um, we're, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really, really different to see what happens in, in turns when it comes to the East. Only because like you like we mentioned before, and then we'll keep saying I'll keep saying this and I'm red in the face. You know, the Eastern Conference is open now. It's open season. You know, 
what's Miami going to do? Are they going to trade, find some way to get this trade happening with Minnesota, you know, so it can stop being a dance with the Timberwolves between management and Jimmy Butler, you know, who knows what, what can happen. And I can't wait to see what Eastern comes in. Like, I can't wait for this NBA season period to see what it's going to look like. Cause it's, it's going to be, it's going to be hectic this season in my opinion, but you know, we've we had a couple topics. We talked about a couple things. Now we got to get into some predictions. Um, for starters, who do you think we are? We all sit here and talk about some of these guys who are some of the better players in the league, from LeBron to Durant to Steph. You know, Kyrie, Joel, and Embiid on the Eastern on in the Eastern Conference. Who do you think will be this year's MVP? Mm. Tough, isn't it? Is it very, very? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the bold one. I'm gonna say Giannis. Oh. And the reason why I say Giannis is because, like we were, like we were basically saying, you know, the whole episode. Um, like the East is up for grabs. Like it's just, it's just we, we can't say it enough. Like this is. Like since LeBron had, had took had he took that turn since he took that turn into um, being the player that he is now, the East hasn't been, you know, like it's up for grabs. Like it hasn't. So like we haven't seen this in a long time. So I think the players like they smell that they know that. So it's like with the things Giannis already been doing, it's like taking LeBron out of the equation. That just that just ups everybody else to be the next. To be the next MVP, not just not just even in the East or being the best player in the West, but just taking taking that extra attention out of the East, putting on another player like Giannis, like a Kyrie, like an Embiid. So um, to me, I think Giannis because and also because there's nobody else to turn to, you know, really on their team. So he would be the most valuable player, the most like asset to their team, regardless. I'm with you on that. Um, I think Giannis will have a very big impact on the Bucks this year, like you said, because they don't really have nobody else, really. But I'm going to hit you with something, and it's something that's been been talked about for the past couple of days now, and it's, and it's because of what he's been saying. I think Anthony Davis is going to be MVP. Anthony Davis has been everything we could think about what we thought he was going to be coming into the NBA. It's going to get to a point where we are all going to start saying Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA. And I think this season is when we'll start to see that ascension to the top of the league. You got to think about it. Last year, he averaged 28 points, 11 rebounds, almost three blocks, almost three assists, and almost two steals a game. All of this while still shooting 53% from the floor, 
for a big man, he shot a, a very an, an average 34% from three. But you also got to think about this way. Look at his his year-to-year improvement every season. He's his points has gone up, his rebounding has been steadfast. He's always one of the top guys in blocks. He's always going to be one of those guys who's fighting for, you know, possibly being defensive player of the year and MVP. I just think this is his year to be the most valuable player. I don't, I'm, don't get me wrong. Everyone is saying LeBron, LeBron, LeBron because of him playing with the Lakers. I just think that's going to come down to Anthony Davis because I think, because like you mentioned with Giannis, New Orleans ain't got nobody else to go to. Mm-hmm. Really like that mm-hmm. down in the clutch. Right. And maybe Drew. With, the way Drew maybe, yeah. maybe Drew. Maybe Drew, mm-hmm. but that's going to be a lot on him. Yeah. I, right. I think you, I think you want to put it on the guy who we know is proven to do it. I agree. And I don't see, I don't see that, I don't see that not being Drew, but I definitely see that being Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis will be this year's MVP. Um, that's like me saying again, I'm staying with the big fellas. I think DeAndre Ayton is going to be Rookie of the Year. He he's been he's been too he's been too good. If you look at it from what he did in Arizona to what he's done this preseason. He's going to be an animal for Phoenix this year. And I think no, I think no rookie will be, you know, will come close to him. I think the the next closest I think probably get rookie will probably be Luka Doncic. But I think that is DeAndre Ayton's award this season. Um, you know, who do you think will be rookie of the year this year? Yeah, I think um I'll be cool to go against Aiden. I agree with everything you're saying about Aiden. I think he's one of the one of the best young big men we've seen come out um the draft in a while. Um other than maybe indeed um before well took the process to um see what indeed would bring but other than indeed I think Aiden is like just just very physical. Like he just he just a he just a man amongst boys down there sometime. Um but if I if I had to pick anybody uh, I would say Trey Young, um, just to like we like we both stated with um with the Bucks and New Orleans, like it's it's really nobody else to go to. He's the person that they that they want and drafted, you know, to turn that you know to turn that um franchise around to take them back to the winning days that they had. Um, so if it um had to be anybody else other than Aiden, I'd probably say. Trey Young. I don't disagree with Luka Doncic either. Um, I just think with Trey Young, you know, being the being the head of Atlanta, you know, having the ball, being an efficient, you know, three point shooter that we've seen um, coming out of Oklahoma, I think he will have more of the offensive load, more of the offensive responsibilities than Luka Doncic um, will. So he'll have more opportunity to, you know, bring the scoring. Um, and bring the assist and things to get the wicked to give So I'll have to go with um Aiden and then Trey Young if you like that. Um man up. All right. I can definitely, definitely get with that. You know, and then now we just get down to it. Who's who's your champion? 
who's who's winning the championship this year? Just because I don't want to say the Warriors, I mean, even though, I mean, from the looks of it, it looks like they will, but um, I want to see if they do win. I want to see them um, beat Boston for it. I really think that this is their year for Kyrie to show everybody, you know, why he left Cleveland and why it was a good move on his behalf and why he thinks, or why he knows that he can lead a franchise and take the Celtics where they need to be. I mean, I think they have everything that you would want, you know, to get to a championship and to win a championship. Great coaching, great youth. They have just the, well, not really, well, just enough that, I mean, Kyrie is proving as a, could say as a vet now, um, out Horford, Morris. Um, so I think just by the way that Brown played last year, tell you this this you're right this is Kyrie's year to shine and and see what they're going to do and see how everything's going to pan out I'll tell you this though I think Boston's winning it this year I think they're I think they're winning it in seven games this season this year this is this is Kyrie's year to to really prove why he made that move from from um, from Cleveland to Boston. With everything they have on that on that team, a stellar head coach who I think will take Popovich's place as the best head coach in Brad Stevens. We already know what Kyrie's going to do. He's already, he's been to the finals before. He knows what it takes to get it done. Gordon Hayward's going to come back and cause problems for teams. So is Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. I like what they got coming off the bench for their team. This is this is their year, and I think Boston will get it in seven games. That's 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 what I'm seeing going, you know. And we can sit back and talk about this all all night long. You know, you can tell we're ready. We're excited for the NBA season, yeah, but no. we gotta we gotta cut it short. This is this has been our preview show. Before I get out of here, I want to say you know we're sending our prayers out to um, coaching legend Fred Tex Winter. He was the man who pioneered the triangle offense for all those years in Chicago and the Lakers when they were winning championships. He had passed away a couple days ago, so we want to send a shout out to his family, sending them our prayers. And, um, you know, we want to make sure we, we get y'all ready for the season coming up, coming October 16th, tune in. But we're going to get out of here. We'll catch you guys later. And uh, stay tuned for more stuff. We got some stuff coming down the pike. See you. Peace.